headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author. My daughter is my co-host today. As we answer your questions about your life and your money, open phones at 888-825-5225. Maria is in Des Moines, Iowa. Hi, Maria. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and Rachel. So excited to talk to you guys today. Talk Good to talk to you. How can we help? Um. I have a question on behalf of my mom and grandparents today, but I just want to start off and just thank you for your program. Um, Because of it, we eliminated all of our debt, cash with my husband's school, we're ready for baby step four or five, six, and we would literally be in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt if it wasn't for you. So I just wanted to say thank you first and foremost. Well, you did it, Hero. I'm proud of you. (laughs) That's amazing, Maria. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, My question, though, isn't as fun of a, a story, but... Um, so my question's for my mom and my grandparents. Um, over the last year, my grandparents moved to downsize and eliminate debt um, and eliminate their mortgage. So they did that due to financial reasons and also due to health reasons with my grandpa. But in the last about four months, my grandma was diagnosed with terminal cancer mm. and um, she didn't do so well with chemo. So now she's on hospice care at home. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, so anyway, due to being sick, she was still working up to that point, but now she obviously isn't able to. So my mom has stepped in and has really been helping take care of them. And she's also working my grandma's business. She was a self-employed independent contractor. So she's been working in that business to help them pay their bills. But unfortunately, doing that is actually taking a toll on my mom's financial situation as well. But since she's been more involved, some information has come to light. Um, we found out that um, my grandma might have a spending problem and she, after the move, she took out 50 more credit cards and maxed them all out. Oh my gosh. And it gets worse, unfortunately. And we learned it's come to light that she's never paid her taxes. Um, I'm being told never ever. I've, I've been told she paid some state because she was forced to, but that she hasn't paid federal taxes. So, um, my concern is the plan was once my grandma passes, which is inevitable, was that my mom was going to move in with my grandpa and take care of him and continue to work my grandma's business. But there's just some concerns on if there's any risks with doing that due to that tax issue. And then also what risks do my grand, will my grandpa have or my grandma currently due to unpaid taxes? And they're like in their mid seventies, so I mean it's been at least thirty years. I'm so sorry. What a mess. Yeah, yeah, it's really scary. Okay. The um, scary answer is is that not paying federal income taxes is a criminal offense. Mm-hmm. If you Google how many people went to jail last year for not paying federal income taxes, you'll always find a number between 2500 and 5000 every year that they put people in jail for this. It's a criminal offense. Mm-hmm. It's not optional. It's right. not like I just get to decide this. Okay. Now, are they going to put a 70-year-old cancer patient in hospice in jail? No. Mm-hmm. No, they couldn't, get a, they couldn't be efficient enough to get around to it by then. Okay. But it, is this going to come to roost on her estate? 
Oh, very probably. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like her estate is broke. It is. Okay. Their, so their the, current home is paid for, but yeah, other well, than that, there's nothing. Yeah. But, um, if and when the IRS finds this, they'll place liens on that house, and it will have no value. Would they kick my grandpa out? Sure. If he was still absolutely. Okay. They'll okay. take. They'll take the house. Do you, you know? mm-hmm. And they might prosecute him. That's my concern. You know, it's possible. Um, is he working at all? No, he's retired. What is, what is the business? Health issues. Um, they are independent contractors for a trucking company, so they help run freight, you know, like line up the trucks and um, move the orders and that sort of thing. They do, they're running distribution, they're running logistics? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he can't work. He's yeah. physically, uh, visually unable to, he used to drive truck, but he doesn't, yeah. obviously, anymore. Yeah. Um, okay. To, uh, there's a lot of ways to go at this. Okay. You can go and come out of the cold. If you're out there and you haven't paid your taxes, you don't have to go to jail. You can go see a CPA and file three years of back returns and come in out of the cold and they will work with you and they don't send okay. people to jail that they do that. The ones that go to jail are people that continue to hide and they have to chase them down. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, do we do that with a 75-year-old, though? I don't know. Okay? I don't know, realistically. Um, you're probably not going to get these people to do what they should do, but I'll tell you what should happen if I mm-hmm. woke up in their shoes. Okay? The grandparents' shoes. Yeah. I, I would sell the right. house today and get my money out of it and put the money in some, you know, in a lockbox or something where the IRS can't find it. Okay, uh-huh. because they're going to take this house if they find him. You follow well, me? Will her? Yeah. Will her death? Like, I mean, nope. obviously the IRS knows when people die. No, they don't. They don't bother you with that. Okay. There's not anything that's there, and she's not got any money. Um, no. You know, and, and uh, the problem is she owns half this house and all this credit card debts out there. So I'm probably right. going to end up using this money to try to settle some of that. I guess I don't know. Oh God! Um, yeah, I, I'm. But when a, she di- but and, and the other thing is, shut the business down. Okay, so and would it be bad for my mom to continue? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. I shut the business. Shut the business down. Just a minute. Just a minute. Shut what? the business down and reopen it in another okay. LLC that your mom owns. She was going to transfer the accounts to her. No, own name. no, don't transfer no. anything. Okay. Don't, don't transfer anything. Let the let the clients know that she's going to be operating under a new name, and she opens her okay. own business that is independent of this disaster. Okay. And That's then she helpful. can continue to run her business, formerly your grandmother's business, without any tax liability, and she needs to pay her freaking taxes. Yeah, my mom will. Pay <laughs> okay. When uh, the grandmother passes, yeah. does the ta- does that not just like it's... The taxes will evaporate, yeah. but grandpa, but she owns half that house. But but if he and he hadn't paid taxes has either, he, has he paid no. taxes, Maria, or just no. her? I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna say both of them. They're both off. They're both they off the grid. Together. They've been running independent contractor and putting in their pocket okay. for years. And the problem is, and so your your grandpa could go to see a CPA and file three years of back taxes and try to keep them off of him, and they'll let him go for the rest of it. 
and let her go for the rest of it because she's not even it's going to be in her estate and then you got to try to clean if you get that done you might keep the house and try to clean up the credit card debt in order to keep the house because the credit cards are going to come after mom's half of the house House, right with the estate and they should oh i'm sorry maria doesn't sound like this is going to turn out well but your mom's got the best course of action which is shut down today and reopen tomorrow in a new name and then reset those relationships and take off that way oh Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry, but I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. With the rising cost of everything, a lot of folks are worried about having enough money to get through the month. The good news is no matter where you are with money, no matter the state of the economy, you can get on a path to building wealth. At our Building Wealth Live events, you learn a simple, common-sense principles to build real wealth in any situation. This Building Wealth Tour is blowing up. We've already sold out two nights, and the rest of these events are on track to sell out, oh, just any minute. So if you're thinking about joining us, don't wait. Uh, We sold out the Phoenix event on September the 13th, and we opened up the 12th, and it's getting close to sold out. Uh, Sacramento, November the 1st, sold out. Minneapolis, November 10th, just a few seats in San Antonio, woo, just a handful, November 15th. Passes start as low as $25. You can get a four-pack starting at $60. It's uh, Most of the Ramsey personalities will be there. Rachel Cruz, George Campbell, me, John Deloney, Dr. John Deloney, and Ken Coleman will all be there. I will be talking and having a panel discussion. It's going to be a blast. You want to come out to this. You're going to learn a lot. The people in the other cities at the sold-out events have had a great job. These are three 4,000-person venues, and uh, every one of them so far has been a complete sellout. Uh, we will not be opening up other nights in these other cities, even if they sell out or when they sell out, uh, because we don't have venue availability. But Phoenix, uh, we could get a venue, so we added uh, added that extra night at Phoenix. And again, it's almost gone already. So thank you, guys. We appreciate you, Phoenix. You're uh, red hot out there for Ramsey stuff. We appreciate you. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Evans in Pittsburgh. Hi, Evan. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, David and Rachel. How are you? Great. How can we help? So I have a retirement question. My uh, company's structure has certain employees falling into the highly compensated employee category where we're limited on our 401k. Yeah, because because the other folks are not contributing at a high enough rate. Exactly, yes. So we're trying to figure out the best way to get to that 15% mark. What I'm able to contribute really only gets us 2.5% of the 15 uh, if my wife uses her company's match, that gets us another 5 or 6% total. And so we're stuck on the remaining you know, 10 or so percent if we should be 
over contributing into her 401k for like tax incentive now or if we should just go I'm sorry it's not over contributing it's just contributing more than the match well yeah more than the match but I wasn't sure if it made more sense to have the money in her company's 401k versus an individual retirement account because our our total income bars us from the traditional Roth option as well now you can do backdoor Roths a backdoor Roth is where so, you open an open an after tax IRA and you roll it to a Roth instantaneously. I do them every year. Understood. Yeah. So with the with the backdoor Roth, should we be doing that prior to baby step seven? Yeah, that can be part of the fifteen getting to your fifteen percent. Yeah. What's your household income? Uh, it ranges between three and three fifty based on commission. Okay, so you need forty five thousand going in. You can put nineteen thousand in your or twenty thousand in your wife's four hundred one. Yeah, and you can you know put all you're allowed to in. How big is the company you work for? Uh, it's it's extremely large. It's a staffing firm. So the the issue is the temporary employment population is what has our total population yeah. not as non contributors. Yeah, okay. None yeah, of them exactly. participate in the four hundred one k, and so those of you that make money can't. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I would do I would do all you can do, all she can do, and do two Roth IRAs. And if that doesn't get you there, then you can do some mutual funds that are not yeah, that are not retirement at all, but they're just additional until you get to fifteen percent. You need forty five thousand going in. If you make three hundred k, that's fifteen percent. Yep. But I yeah, mean so twenty, we're, we're, and, and your your two and a half or three would amount to how much money? Nine thousand. So I'm I, legally that gets I'm you to thirty. You can get there. You can get to forty-five then. Okay. Or really close. Yeah, so the, I mean, you're going to get real close with two Roths, and you max out, and she maxes out. That that gets you to fifteen, and that's not got anything to do with the. I mean, that's just baby step four. Okay. So I guess the the actual question was, did it make sense to be triggering the extra tax bill for the backdoor Roth versus just going into a traditional retirement account? You're going to do them all. You don't have a choice. Okay. Understood. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't trigger taxes. It just makes that, that is taxable income is all. It's, and uh, you always want to do Roth as opposed to traditional uh, because most of what is going to be in your account when you get to retirement will not be what you have put in. It will be growth. And that growth being tax-free under a Roth heading is the best way by far. So if you both have Roth options on your 401k, you should be doing that. And um, regardless of the current tax situation, the long-term implications are huge compared to the local or compared to this year's tax situation. So, yeah, you do Roth. The first thing you do is match. The next thing you do is Roth all you can. And the next thing you can do if you run out of Roth and can't do anything else, then you would do traditional. In your case, um, if she has Roth available, she maxes it out, 401. If you have Roth available, you max it out in your 401, and you do two Roth backdoors. And you're there. Sit down with one of our SmartVestor pros uh, that we recommend. They can help you plan right through that. It's really not that difficult to do. And they can walk you through. You'll get you get people get your arms around it really really fast. And they can even run the math out and show you why what I'm talking about is true. Because folks, here's the thing: if you get to uh, retirement, Rachel, and you got like a million dollars in your 401k, okay, if it's a Roth, it's 100% tax free. If it's not, it's 100% taxable. And so you're going to have $250,000, $300,000 in taxes out of that. It, yeah. And so, and the point is, is that the growth 
that is in your account if you start, you know, anytime before 50 years old, the growth that is in your account, or what is in your account is 90 to 95% growth. The rest of it is what you put in. So these little bitty seeds that you plant grow to big trees. Yeah. And the trees need to be tax-free. That's right. And with the Roth, you're paying with after-tax dollars. Right. You're putting, you're contributing with yeah. after-tax dollars, and then it is growing right. tax-free. Tax-free. With the traditional, you're putting in pre-tax, so it's taxable when you take it out, and all the growth is taxable. Yeah. And so, and what, but the deal is the pre-tax dollars on the Roth are only going to end up, the, your contribution portion is only going to be end, end up being 5 or 10% of what is in the account later. Yep. And so it's huge numbers on the growth that are taxable or not taxable, depending on whether you chose Roth. Besides just being ignorant or not knowing, why? what would cause someone to do a traditional? Well, because what they forget is, what, what they're doing is they're, they're majoring on what he was doing there, and it's, it's, it's a common thing, it is he's saying, oh, if I put uh, – $25,000 or in this case $30,000 in these two accounts at work that's I don't have to pay taxes on that today yeah if it's traditional it's that that is that goes in without taxes yeah and so otherwise I have to pay taxes on it and so what are taxes on 30,000 bucks in his situation 10,000 bucks you know and so you're paying taxes out of your pocket for 10k so here's the odd thing it's not even an apples to apples okay so here's the deal if you put in thir- if he puts in thirty thousand dollars, and it's all Roth, he has to put in another ten thousand dollars out of his pocket, which and then that allows it to grow tax free. So in essence, he's yeah. put in forty, mm-hmm. because by paying his taxes now, right, right. And so it's not if you so you're comparing a forty thousand dollar investment to a thirty thousand dollar investment. So it's not even an apples to apples comparison. But if you said okay, I'm going to put in thirty minus the taxes because it's Roth, that would be apples to apples. Yes. And then when you run it out, it ends up being exactly equal. But the way I'm doing it tricks you into investing more. (laughs) You see what I'm doing? Putting more money in it. Yeah, Yeah. you're actually putting more money into the program this way because you're paying your taxes now on the Roth money. Yeah. And so, um, gotcha. But, you know, but sometimes the little idiots on Reddit that criticize me and all that, they they think I can't do the math because they're comparing... 30 against 30 but that's not really the way real people do it in the real world right right in the real world i've actually tricked you into investing an extra 10 in that case not realizing it this is the ramsey show Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today on the debt-free stage right here in Ramsey Solutions headquarters in our lobby. Michael and Melissa are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Hi, good. How are you, Dave, Rachel? Good to have you guys. Welcome. Where do you all live? 
up north. Yep. <laughs> north Wisconsin. Yep. Or North Wisconsin. Yeah, a little yes. north of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. We're glad to have you guys. How much debt have you paid off? Six hundred thousand. Oh my Whoa! gosh. How long did this take? Three years and eleven months. Woo wee. Rowdy. What was the range of your income during that time? We started at two hundred thousand and now we're at three hundred and fifty thousand. Goodness gracious. What do you all do for a living? I am a nurse practitioner, a travel nurse, and a faculty. And uh-huh. I, I'm self-employed. I run a welding fabrication business. Oh, so. wow. the same thing as the lady that called earlier that was newly married. She's doing exactly faculty. exactly what she was going to do. Faculty yeah. and travel nursing. Yeah. Can you do it? Yeah. Can, it's possible. It can you're, be done. You're standing yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> you can live through it. I promise. So, uh, my goodness, I, I have no idea. What kind of debt was this 600000 it was, uh, unfortunately, we were normal. We had 10 credit cards. We had student loans. Mm-hmm. We had three car payments. We had a lawn. For lawn-, two people. Yep. <laughs> yep. A lawnmower loan. Um, a loan for the dog. Pretty much everything you could get. <laughs> Goodness. And then our land and wow. our house. So what happened? How'd you get connected up to the Ramsey Way? Well, we just got tired of being sick and tired. I think it really happened after I graduated from grad school mm-hmm. with a higher income, but we were still broke. So we just had an I've had it moment. Um, I came home and I told Michael, we're selling the truck, we're selling the SUV, we're selling everything <laughs> not nailed down, and working 100 hours a week. This is what we're going to do. Wow. So, How'd you get connected to us? Uh, a friend uh-huh. said, well, I heard about this guy on the radio. You should give him a listen. So... I listened to one show, and then that was it. Came in and told Michael, our life is changing. What'd you say, Michael? What'd you say? Um, At first, I wasn't. I was like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) And I think the big thing for me was we went to the Money and Marriage down in um, Iowa. Oh, yeah. I got to see Rachel, and I was like, I like this. Yep, I can do this. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I'm so glad. That's cool. Very well done. So how much did these trucks and everything sell for? Well, we actually, well, <laughs> we broke even on the truck. What did it sell for, though? Like uh, 20, 20, 26.5. 26, okay. 26.5, yeah. Yep, so 30 there. Yep. What about the other one? Yep, the SUV was 20. Okay, so that's 50. Yep. yep. And then okay. we had a car, which was uh, yep. about 25. You keep it? We kept it and paid yep. it off. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. And the SUV you sold? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sold the truck. What else did you sell? We sold, oh, let's see, gosh, I don't know. He sold everything that he could in the shop. Basically, I did a consolidation of the shop, everything that I thought I had to have. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. just got rid of and just kind of down to the simple, and we made it work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, How much did all that bring? Oh, probably not as much as I thought, but yeah, probably (laughs) 15,000, 20,000, I suppose. Okay. And the big sale was we sold our house this spring. We got, you know, that three years, 11 months, we just said we're tired of being sick and tired we're mm-hmm. going to make a change so we sold the house that paid off the land and now we're renting and cash flowing the development of the lake house oh, oh wow yeah. yep. how great okay so how much did you how much okay the house is in the 600 then yeah okay yep. and so how much did it sell for two well it sold for uh, 450 yeah, 4 is that 50. but that's included in these numbers no but we we paid off yeah, two hundred and six forty of the mortgage. Yep. Yeah, and then the rest of it went to the other debts. Yeah. Correct. So yep. really, you got that much credit for. Okay, so yeah. now I can get because I couldn't get to six hundred in three and a half years, yeah. eleven months. Okay, so now I can get there. Okay, my yeah. goodness gracious. Yeah, you. I'm. I'm glad that uh, 
Michael, I'm glad she didn't sell you. <laughs> <laughs> she sold everything. Yep. Everything besides me and the dog. Yep. So, the dog made it. Yep, the dog, the dog didn't make it. Yep. <laughs> Way to go, dog. That's good. <laughs> Wow. Hey, oh, you man. guys, that's a pretty intense. Did people think y'all were crazy? I mean, still oh, the house, they, they still do. Yep. They still do. Yep. And Definitely. I think especially as a healthcare professional, the culture is to go on nice vacations, have nice cars. Yeah. You know, I was one of the only ones driving a beater car, a Dave car, if you will. So yep. um, just trying to stay strong in that and not succumb to peer pressure was a big one. Yeah. yeah. But now you don't have any payments and you make 350 a year. Mm-hmm. And now you're developing your own lake house yep. with cash. Exactly. And um, you have a paid-for lake house when this is done, mm-hmm. and all of that and the land will be worth how much? Uh, right around a million dollars. You like me now? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Who's crazy now? Yep. Who's <laughs> crazy now? <laughs> Who's lost their marbles now? I, tra- oh, I traded a pickup truck and an SUV and my house for a paid-for million-dollar lake house. I yep. like it. Okay, so what was what was the hardest what was the hardest part? Was it selling the stuff? Was it working the crazy hours? Like what would you say is the thing that was like, yeah, that was that was tough. I think for me it was all the crazy hours, especially through the pandemic as a nurse working yeah. in the ICU. Mm. Um, I've worked straight nights for 11 years, so just many sleepless nights um, was challenging. Well, and there had to be some fear that went with all that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm getting into down here. Exactly. We actually made our last consumer debt payment April of 2020. Oh, right in it. Right in it. Right. Yep. Right at the beginning. So that was great. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm. Yeah. You look back now, you go, I can do anything. Exactly. Mm. And and at the time, like when that car leaves or that SUV goes out of the driveway, it's a big deal. But Mm -hmm. now, you know. A year later, it's like it was. I can yeah. get another car, right? Make three hundred fifty thousand a year, and get another car when I want one. You know, and just pay cash for it, right? It's not a big thing. So if you drive like no one else later, you can drive like no one else, or you can just have a paid for million dollar lake house. Yeah, that too. So I, I like that. That, that works for me too. I'll, I'll go with that. You guys are awesome. I think the biggest thing for me was the emotional and mental attachment to things that everybody around you mm. gave that item. Uh, oh you got to have your pickup because you deserve it because you got this business or xyz yeah and for me it was the disattachment of those material things to free you up Mm -hmm. so you're not a slave to a lender yeah and you have that ultimate freedom that's very minimalist of him (laughs) yeah but that's a great point though that you make because i'm like it is the culture that Mm -hmm. has set this standard of living of like no you should have x y and z this is you what it should be to be deeply in debt and when That's you what telling when you like yeah detach from just the norm of the culture you're like okay i'm gonna yeah. just have this complete mindset shift which is what happened okay what happened within your marriage because you guys went to money marriage which i'm so glad but yes. what what during this process i mean was it just incredible like where you guys are standing in your marriage today versus five years ago does it feel different oh huge when Absolutely. we started the journey we were we had been married for six years. Now this um, is our 10 year. Um, you'll probably see a trip to Alaska on there. That was our 10 year anniversary trip. Um, but we're just a completely different couple than mm-hmm. we used to be. We were just kind of coexisting, him doing his thing, me doing my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, what did you spend that on? What did you spend this on? We just each had our cards. Well, we had 10 credit cards, so we each had certain cards, you know. But now we, you know, especially those monthly budget meetings, we call them our dream meetings, which is more what they are. You know, what what we're dreaming for and working towards together with a common goal. Mm. And especially the last year when I started travel nursing, we really came together 
you know, and it's we're just a completely different couple than we were. Absolutely. Yep. I'd say the biggest thing for us is the communication. Because before you're uh, constantly, oh, you're married and you're doing back and forth and you're just never on the same page. Mm -hmm. But when you have your budget meetings month after month and you're making her accountable for things and she's making you accountable for Mm -hmm. things, then anything's possible. Yeah. Because now you take your dollar that you're putting here and it's working for you instead of it. You're working for it. Yeah. Yes. Powerful. So well said. Hey, we got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. You're right on your way to being one with a lake house. I like it. And a copy of the Total Money Makeover and uh, year's year's membership to Financial Peace University. Way to go, guys. Michael and Melissa from Wisconsin. 600,000 paid off. Three years, 11 months. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, Three, two, one. We're We're (laughs) debt-free. Yeah. This is how it's done, boys and girls. Well done. number one best-selling author Ramsey personality my daughter is my co-host today open phones at 888-825-5225 in Canada is Shaley hi Ka- hey Shaley how are you almost called, hi, you, almost thanks, called you Canada so <laughs> thanks so much for having us on and uh, I don't have my husband John here with me um, so we are wondering um, we currently have stock investments and we're wondering if we should pull them out and put them towards our mortgage to more aggressively pay down our mortgage. Are you debt-free except the house? Yes, we are. Okay. How much do you owe on the home? Uh, 760000 And how much do you have in stock? Uh, two hundred and fifteen. So right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. $215,000. You, you, you have retirement investments aside from this? Uh, we have 170000 in RSPs. Okay. And uh, what's your household income? Um, so currently, I am on maternity leave as of January this year. I was making about two fifty to three hundred thousand dollars. I was, a, I am a pediatrician. Um, I am on maternity leave. I don't know when I'm going to go back or what it's going to look like in the future. Uh, my husband makes about two hundred grand a year. So right now, that's our income. It's about two hundred grand. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, Forty-three, turning forty-four on Monday. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, um, so here's the thing. If you don't use the stock to pay it off, it's the same thing as saying I owe five hundred thousand on my house, and I went down and I got a new mortgage for seven hundred to put two hundred into stock. Okay. So if you had five hundred thousand owed on your house, would you go get a new mortgage for seven hundred to put two hundred into stock? Would I do that? I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't think I would do that. It's not a trick question. Okay. It's just, it's just a matter of you know, because usually when you reverse it like that, it activates and people go, "Ooh, I wouldn't do that." Usually, I mean, it's not. It's not 100. Okay. But I mean, uh, that, that that's the thing. So, 
here's the deal. Um, when we studied 10,167 millionaires and asked them in detail how they became millionaires, what the process that they used was, um, yes. a very, very, very small percentage, less than 10%, uh, you used investing instead of paying off their house. Uh, instead, okay. they usually filled up their retirement accounts and paid off their house. And they didn't, okay. have a, they didn't have a side stock thing going like this until okay. they paid off their house. It's very unusual, statistically, to become a millionaire when you're doing it this way. Um, and, and because, in effect, you have borrowed on your home to have these investments. In effect, you didn't, okay. te- you didn't technically, tactically do that. But, but in effect, that's the net effect of where you are today. Does that make sense? Yes, and just to give you a little bit more information, so we we put the money in um, before getting the home. It's a bit backwards, but um, and the money that we put in a few years ago um, went up to like two fifty something, mm-hmm. and then it's come down with the um, the economic situation mm-hmm. in our world. It's come down, so we've lost maybe like unrealized losses of forty grand. So our investor is like, "Don't take the money out now. It's mm-hmm. going to be realized losses." Um, but then we're starting to learn, and it's like because of also your steps like actually yeah. we've gone we've done it backwards so we're well the, we just the, pull it out the, even though from where you are today life. from where you are today the shortest distance based on the data that we have to wealth is not riding the market it's becoming getting the house paid off that's the shortest distance based on the data that we have so if i woke up in your shoes that i, I would use all of that to decide i'm going to throw this at it. it doesn't pay off the house but the good news is you've got a two to a four hundred thousand dollar income depending on your decision to be able to knock out the other 500 fairly quickly and you're young right and with no house payment yes, okay. and that great income the amount of money you can pile up in retirement accounts and or other investments later yeah but um you know, investment okay. advisors have never been known for telling you to become debt-free because it, take, <laughs> yeah, takes, it takes the money out, of, out from their management. They don't make a commission. Yeah. They don't make a commission on you anymore. Right. And then we would use the chunk because we'd have to pay taxes on that money in investments. Um, yeah. So we would just take a chunk of that to yep. save for the taxes we exactly. owe and put the rest on the house. Exactly. Okay. It's not necessarily a tax-efficient move. I would agree with your no, investment advisor yet. on that. It's not about tax efficiency. It's about, okay, 10 years from today, where do I really want to be? Playing the stock market, or do I want to have this house paid off? And then with the cash flow I've got, be playing the stock market. That's where I would want to be. And as a matter of fact, it's where I've been for decades. I haven't had a house payment in so long, I don't even remember what it's like. Long time. Well, and there's just the freedom to it, too. So, yeah, we're the an investment professional may look at it and be like, well, it's not tax efficient. You're going to be taking losses. You're going, you know, all of the the math side, which is all true. Um, there is something to be said though about man that getting that um, fast forwarded so fast to pay off the house and have that freedom is is huge. Adam is in Detroit. Hey, Adam, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Rachel. Hey, what's up? Uh, thank you so much, Dave, for the total money makeover. Changed my life. I've had my I've had it moment. And thank you, Rachel, for helping get my wife on board with your YouTube content. She absolutely loves it. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're newly married in June. Uh, we've had many win- wins in our baby step two, recently selling anything that's not bolted to the floor. I just sold my dream car yesterday and paid off 17K of credit cards this morning. Good for you. <laughs> wow. 
Yep, no more uh, stupid bachelor money decisions so we can start our family. Uh, so we're, we're very gazelle intense. I've got a second job on the weekends. Pays pretty good, but we're having a struggle staying intense and then also finding time for each other. I'm just looking for a recommendation on how to balance that and find the time and still stay gazelle intense because we still have quite a bit of debt. Yeah, so how many, how many hours are you guys working? She's working 60 plus with like depending on traffic right now, four hours of commuting every day. Good Lord. And uh, I'm probably working 80 hours between the two jobs, give or take. Oh, wow. Yeah, y'all. What are... is your commute? Uh, I work from home mostly during the day, unless I'm teaching classes in the afternoon at the studio, but it's 20 minutes. Man, I it... would move closer to her work. Yes, yeah, so we've been having this discussion for a while. Um, she's not sure if she's going to stay in the career. If she does, she doesn't. If she leaves, she doesn't want to do that career anymore. So it's she's just kind of undecided on on her career path. At the I'm going to decide pretty you know, quick because I'm not spending job. four hours a day on the road. Absolutely, something needs I totally to give. Agree with you, Dave. That's where your time is going. It's not because you're gazelle intense. It's because she lives in a car. Yes. I mean, she's working five days a week or six. Five days a week. Yeah. Okay. So that's what twenty, 20 hour, hours. Twenty hours a week she's spending in the car. I think I yeah, just what are you, what are you, under construction right now and it's terrible. What do you um what do you guys make a, make what do you all what we all make this year? Household income's just over a hundred thousand. Okay. Come what on. does she make? She's making uh thirty eight. Bull crap. Okay, I'm changing yeah. jobs tomorrow. What does she do? She's a pharmacy technician. Okay. Well, I mean, she needs to move, take a job closer to you guys, or she, you guys need to move up there. I'm, I'm not commuting 40, four, four, four hours. hours for a $38,000 job. That's what's wrong. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, I've conveyed that, you know, she, she loves the work, but not the commute. So, so is there not somewhere not near you that needs a pharmacy right technician? Now. Yes, uh, she does compound pharmacy. It's a little bit different. Yeah, but, um, but I mean, can we not get closer uh, than two yes. hours away? The the answer to that question is yes. Okay, is she being stubborn? Possibly. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't hear sweet. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, that's your issue. It's not whether you're gazelle intense. I mean, you're, you know, you've got you got some career things and and uh, commute things that are screwed up here. Uh, I'd make changes on that. I mean, the number of times I'm going to commute four hours is close to never. It's right there next to never. Yeah, and, and to Adam, look to see how long you guys are going to be in this, minus the commute, but just this in general, and to say, okay, how how can we sustain this going forward and what that looks like? So having those conversations of priorities is going to be really important. But thanks for the call. Most people, I can tell them to turn off the TV, and they find that many hours a week. And her, i got to get her out of the car. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.